Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Mary Brotherton, and I am here with my guest, Yola. She is the author of A Pissed Off Saint. I'm the author of Go With Angels, so we have a lot to talk about. Yola, can you hear me, darling? I can hear you. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited because... A pissed off saint and go with the angel. I'm telling you, we make a team. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. So, did you have a good Thanksgiving yesterday? I did. It was wonderful. Uh, got together with the kids and both my daughters cooked. I didn't cook this time, which is nice, <laughs> you know? Well, I cooked, so I and I told, and I told, <laughs> I love it. I told my husband yesterday, this was the one time, one day of the year, he gets to have home-cooked meals, because I don't Aww. usually take the time to cook. I mean, I cook, I make salads, I make other things for him, but everything that I made yesterday was from scratch, and... Um, it, it was delicious, but boy, oh boy, was I tired afterwards. I know. <laughs> it, it's God. almost not oh worth all goodness. the, but, but the good thing is I have food left over for the rest of this week. And I told him, I said, you be prepared. You got to be eating leftovers all week long. Oh, that is wonderful. You know, I, uh, I usually, I used to cook and make a Middle Eastern uh, dinner and make the turkey dinner and cook for two, three days of preparing. And I invite so many people that don't have family in here and my family, my kids, and, and it's a just. And then everybody leaves and then I have to clean. But you know, the fun part about Thanksgiving is the cooking because I didn't feel the same, you know? Uh, the cooking is the fun part of it because you feel you put in all this love for all your family to get together and other people and it just feel good. I miss that part. But at the same time, I really enjoyed not cooking either. <laughs> Hello? Oh, no. Hello? Hello?
Painting works to change the world for a better tomorrow. Using digital mediums to connect the dots of the world through professional storytelling. We have all embracing, all inclusive heart, and are always learning to create new things to revitalize and sustain old things. While recognizing our differences, we use positive and universal thinking to strategize for a positive outcome. We collaborate with people of all distinctions to create a better me, a better you, a better us. By caring for others, there's no room in our hearts for hatred, racism, or egoism. So let our visions heal and keep the promises of what we will be. One day, by living helpful, caring, and happy, healthy, and essential lives, with the wonderful staff and volunteers at BUNI, we will continue to pursue that dream by making the world a better place for everyone. From everyone at BeUnique.org, to our readers and listeners, thank you for all your support. There's so much more on the way. a button. There we go. Hello? Nola, can you hear me now? I okay, don't know I'm, I'm Oh, it, it's issues with the software. Every now and then it just decides it doesn't want to work. And it is testing oh, me sorry. to see if I'm going it, it likes to test me to see if I can come up with a new workaround and a way to, to do the show. But anyway, yeah. I wanted to know why you named your book A Pissed Off Saint. You know, um, uh, uh, I really, I really wasn't didn't know what to what to really call the book. But in the middle, when I was writing my story, I was I was taken away from school at age fourteen by machine guns mm-hmm. in the middle of the war, and I had a horrible life. Got married to this older man and. Uh, uh, of, of course, I got away from it. But when I was there, I wrote my parents. I said, please, come take me out of here. I'm locked in the house. I get beaten up. I don't have food. I have a baby. And I just feed the baby whatever left from baby food I'm eating. Come help me. <laughs> and the answer was... Um, Jesus died for us. You need to stay with your husband. We can't afford the people talking bad about us. So when I was writing the story, I got angry. The first time I got angry, I was in my 40s when I started to write the book. When I got angry, I realized how much energy that I released. Getting angry is very good. And the map of consciousness, anger is much higher than uh, being in shame and being a victim. You have to get angry to get it uh-huh. out of uh-huh. your system. Absolutely. And I I've been there. In the middle, yeah, I said, I, I feel like a pissed off saint. I finally realized I didn't take it in and just followed what they said. All of a sudden, I realized, oh, my gosh, I am so pissed off at this moment. <laughs> you know, how did I just didn't say nothing, and I accepted it. So I said, that's it. My book is going to be called A 
fist of saint. And people said, but you're not a fist of saint. You're not anything like that. And it is like, no, the fist, to become a fist of saint is the beginning for a better life and a better journey, you know? So this is the story <laughs> of, of, your, of your life, right? Yes, yes. And how, how you yes. moved from being a victim and being abused into being empowered. Yes, yes. So how do yes, you feel I the angels... I had to write my story. How do you feel like angels mm-hmm. played a part in that? Um, you know, I, I, something happened before I decided to write the book. Uh, something happened, I think it was 2012, 2010, you know, and, and I just, I was standing in my family room looking out of the window at the pool and the yard and thinking, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that, and then a click, a lightning just hit my body, and all of a sudden I felt... Um, Oh my gosh, I felt so good. There was a joy and I realized, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for God to do something. I, the, the key is I have to do and create whatever I want. I, what I am taught and I have to just listen and I have to obey and I have to go to church and, and just listen, being pleasing God all the time and God is only love and, and that and it's like an angel hit me just just at that moment and made me realize wow I mean awakening doesn't happen like that to everybody but for me this was the first thing it's like wow something just you know uh, uh, and it was it actually it, it, was, was, like, it was like you were exactly it was like you somebody flipped a switch somebody flipped a switch for me it's like Yola it is enough you are 40 years old it is enough I'm, you're not flipping that switch I'm flipping it for you <laughs> you know and, uh, and at that moment this is when I start to search and search and then I came to this uh, uh, program, coaching a program, a three-year program for women empowerment. And I thought, I'm going to help all the women out there, you know, be empowered. And you know what? And that program, that program was my angel, you know, too, because I realized I am the one who needs to learn to love myself and make different choices. Nobody can do it for nobody. You have to do it for yourself, you know? Exactly, yes. Yes, you have to. Nobody can do it. I can tell you forever you need to love yourself no more. You need to set boundaries. You need to speak up. You You need to stop being a doormat, you know? And, but it doesn't matter till you make that decision. Nobody can do it for you. Yeah, it's one of those things that yeah, it's like you can uh, lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You and, and you know you can you can show people you can show people the yeah. way, but if they yes, you know I always I always laugh when I stop and ask somebody for directions. 
And right. I, I think to myself, you know, I don't have a clue where I am. I'm asking for directions, and these people can point me in the wrong way. And in fact, I had a similar situation recently. I was downtown O'Galley, and I asked, I was walking down the street, and I asked somebody, a stranger, I said, are you local? And they said, yes. I said, do you know where there's a coffee shop? And she said, yeah, there's one right down the street. And she told us the name of it. And she said, just go down to the traffic light, take a right, and it's right there. It's maybe two doors down. Uh And so I didn't hear anything beyond that. If she said anything more than that, I I missed it. She said, you know, she told us it was great and whatnot. But... um, I went with a, another lady, and we walked down there. We couldn't find it. We went an extra block. We still couldn't find it. Well, it, and she did tell us it, it's easy to miss. I said, well, we're on foot. It's not going to be that hard to, to find. It, you know, it's easy to miss if you're driving, I'm sure. Right. We walked down there, and, and we could not find this shop. And what happened was it was closed that day. It was a Sunday. It was closed on Sunday. And if the mm-hmm. shop had been open, they would have had signs out, the windows would have been on, you know, the lights would have been on, but everything was dark. We just didn't see any sign anywhere that said coffee. So we totally missed it. And we decided that it was because we weren't supposed to go in there that day. But then I, I laughed. I right. said, um, you know, what if, what if that woman was just messing with us? How do you know? I said, sure, you, you trust in the goodness of people to be honest and tell you how to get somewhere, but what if she was a mean person inside and pretended to be nice? And right. the coffee shop's down this other way. You know, maybe it's on, on five blocks away. Maybe it's in another town. How do you know? And, and so we had a conversation right. about that. She said, the woman that I was with said, well, I trust my angels to only steer me toward people who know what's best for me. And oh. But still, you could always, you know, you could point people in the right direction. But if, like this woman, she said, you know, you can't miss this, right down, blah, blah, blah. But if we had taken, say, we, you know, we get down to the light, we turned left instead of right. That would be like her telling us exactly where to go but we chose to ignore it and did it our way. So right, we would, right. We would lose that, that um, the helpful knowledge that she offered. So it, it was right, interesting. Right. I thought it was very interesting. You know, I want to share something with you too. Once, when yes. you asked me to, to come on the show, something major happened that I didn't realize, and this is what I said I, the first time I realized, because we're talking about angels, I realized, oh my gosh, we end up being the angels ourselves, you know? So yeah. uh, I know this lady for quite a while, and I wanna, I like to get together with her, and I like her, you know? So I decided uh-huh. one day, and I know her for a long time, but I, I never have the time to invite nobody over anymore. And, and if I have time, I want to be alone and working on myself, you know. <laughs> it's funny. Right. But for some reason, I called that lady among many, many people. 
and I, I asked her if she'd like to come and have dinner with me. And so she came, and I made really nice Middle Eastern dinner, and I made sure I had fish and chicken just in case, you know. Uh-huh. So uh, and anyway, I, uh, she came in, and, you know, we sat and we talked and chit-chatted, had a cup of tea after, and she left, right? So uh-huh. a while later, she moved out of the state, and she came back, here and so she invited me uh, to come over for dinner and I thought oh wow that is nice you know I would love to because I haven't seen her since uh, I invited her over and she had a really nice dinner and I enjoyed every bit because of her you know the conversation and right. I sat up and I said, thank you so much for inviting me. This is really nice. I don't get to gather one-on-one with people. And I really enjoyed every bit of it. And you know what she said to me? She said, Yola, thank you. Because the last time you invited me over, I was hungry for three days. I was eating the crackers. The only thing I could eat and afford is just saltine crackers. She said, did you see how skinny I am and how much I ate? I ate for a whole week (laughs) at your home. And I looked at her and I said, why didn't you tell me? I would have bagged. I always have food in the house. I would have bagged some stuff for you. I would have gave you. I would have even gave you some money to buy some grocery. And she she laughed and she said, you know, I was so angry because I got myself to this point. Something happened with her. And uh, anyway, she got to the point that she didn't have money. And she said, what you did for me helped me realize I need to be grateful because angels come to my life in many different ways. And you were my angel that day. And I I really, I I had to stop back and thought, oh, I was, somebody thought I'm her angel, but I never thought of myself that I am an angel, you know, to somebody else. I just do. And I realize we all are angels in each other life. And yes, I know there are things. a lot of what there are a lot of people that say that there's no such thing as an earth angel or that we can't be someone else's angel. But I disagree. I agree with you and what she said because the angels okay, th- this is my my theory. God sends mm-hmm. angels to be messengers to us and to tell us things that we need to know. And God often sends us as his messengers too. We just have to accept that. And I, I, when you finish your little story, I've got one I want to share with you about how angels work with me in a situation. But I, well, I, I totally was grateful. Agree. Yeah, I was grateful that you invited me, but I'm thinking what what kind of story I'm going to show because my life is filled with people that were my angels and they guided me and helped me through a very rough road I went through. Without them, I would never be this far. You know, who knows? I probably would have took my life a long time ago. Who knows what would have happened? 
you know so so people i have so many stories but the beautiful part of it all when you allow to receive from other people you are the yes. angel when you receive you are the angel in their life because you allow look i'm getting i'm i'm getting goosebumps you know uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. you allowing that person to 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 have a joy of giving because God is love. There is nothing more than love. And angels are us, you know. We yes, are yes. the angels, you know, in each other's life. So giving is it make you, make the other person become your angel. Not because you gave, because the other, you touch that other person in yes. their life on time of need. This is what make you their angel. Yola, have you ever... powerful? It is. Have you ever experienced what what most people would consider a real angel encounter? Where Not, not a human. You mean, uh, uh, what do you mean, Leo? Leo, the animal Leo? No, no. I mean, an, an angel... From heaven, not an angel who lives on earth. Yes, yes. I mean, I had that too. I had, and I don't know what to call her, an angel, a god. uh, I I don't know. I know I saw myself in a dream, but it wasn't a dream. It was was a dream, but it was a vision. It was a vision. I was standing on the clouds and I was looking down and I could see the earth and I could see all other planets. And I was so scared, worrying if the cloud will move from under my feet, I might fall into space and disappear, you know. Oh my. And then <clears> I had an out-of-body experience. Out-of-body experience. Experience and I looked up and I saw all those people wearing white uh, robes and they uh-huh. just uh, they just moving around and and uh, and I said to myself and they all so happy they look so happy and I thought wow all those people are working still up here in heaven and they doing they they happy you know. But this one woman is standing right there looking at me. It's like she was my God. She's guarding me. She's my angel. I don't know what she was. because was uh, probably your guardian angel. Just, yes, and I looked at her, and she's not doing nothing. Her job was to watch me. Her job was to, to make sure I am okay. And yes. all of a sudden, the crowd, uh, well, I don't want to go through the whole dream, <laughs> but uh, uh, later on in life, I, um, uh, my daughter was going to court, and I was so worried about her, and I sat in meditation, and I asked God to give me a sign. I said, please give me a sign that everything going to be okay. And in the meditation, uh, you know, I was in alpha state, you know. Uh, this woman, this same woman that was in my dream when I was, or my vision when I was 18 years old, she came to my uh, meditation when I was probably 45 years old, you know. Uh-huh. And she walked in from this side, and she has... Uh, 
files in her hand and she put them on a chair in front of me. She looked at me and smiled, still in the same white robe. She didn't age, but she's still the same. She looked at me and she said, everything is going to be all right. And she walked out. And I was in the meditation, but then something woke me up. I realized my mind, you know, noticed, oh, my gosh, this is the same woman, you know. From 18 years till now, the same woman. She's my guardian angel. She's the one who... who... I would love for you to go into meditation sometime and ask her what her name is. When I did you. ask her what her name, I did. Her name is did Mary. You? Yes. What did she say? And this is my, uh, uh, I, was, uh, uh, I was raised in Lebanon in the Middle East, but we were Roman Orthodox. And uh, my middle name at the baptism was Mary. Now, ah. we don't use it back home. We don't use it. You take automatically your dad's first name. Because right. uh, you only recognize by your dad, and if you get married, you recognize by the man, not by the uh-huh. by middle name. It's a totally different culture, you know. But uh, I asked one time, and and I got Mary, and I said, man, she looked like Mary. How could I not know that she is Mary? <laughs> you know? You know how you look at somebody and you say, man, this person, it's like you know their name before you even know who they are, you know, and that was, I mean, uh, she looked like one and, and I don't know why if anybody would resonate with that, but for me, I can look at somebody and it's like, um, not everybody, certain people, and I'd say, wow. Uh, she looked like she she feel like she is Mary or she is um, Jane or she is right, something right. else, you know, uh, you know. And for her, I knew. And when the name come to me, Mary, I said, "Oh my gosh, how could I miss that?" You know. Of course, you're Mary. Yeah. Yes, of course. Well, how, how did I miss that all these years? You know. But it is, it's a beautiful angel do help us. And another time, I'm, we were living in Massachusetts, and we decided my ex was a dentist, and he has his practice back home. He doesn't want to live in the United States, too stressful, and he doesn't want to go back to school to get his license in the United States. So he, uh, we decided to move back to Lebanon, and in the middle of the war and the way things are, uh, I realized this is not the place for my kids. I need to send them back. I need to go back to, to, uh, uh, to the United States. And that's in 96. So mm. I came back to United States and I went to Boston. This is where I, um, I stayed, right? <laughs> uh, I lived before. So I stayed with a friend of mine, and I have to make a decision what to do. I was five months pregnant with my son, and, well, who's going to employ me? I'm a dental hygienist, right? Who's going to employ a dental hygienist five months pregnant? Soon I'm going to have a baby. So I said I... I, um, 
I, I, I was really so anxious. I don't know what to do. My family keeps saying, we are in Florida. It is easier to be here, come down. But I didn't want to. I wasn't close to my family, you know, because I was different. They abandoned me, you know. Right. And they only worried what the people care and talk about them. They didn't care about me and how much I suffered, Right. So I sat in a prayer. I knelt down that day and that night. I said, God, please show me what I need to do. I cannot. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack worrying. And I didn't oh. have money but for, uh, uh, I think it was like five or $700. That's it. I can't even rent a place, you know. So anyway, I, uh, I went to sleep. And I had a dream, and in the dream, I was going to look at an apartment uh, up in Massachusetts where I used to stay. I want to go back and live at the same, uh, um, it's not an apartment, it's like houses close to each other, you know. So I I am going to see this uh, uh, duplex. And I, uh, to, uh, you know, I want to get back into it. And uh, I had an appointment made for the next day. And I'm going with the lady to show me the duplex. And this man dressed in a robe, uh, standing right in front of uh, the duplex, like sweeping the floor, cleaning it up. And he looked at me and he said, what you coming to do in here? Don't you see? that that it is going to be very difficult to stay here. Go back to where your parents are, and there is a house waiting for you. Oh, Yola. I realized, you know, I got up, I felt so good. You know, the ambiguity kill you. You have to have a decision, you know. So I came down to Florida to my parents, and I went to church, the same church I went to up north. I found it here and went to church. And guess what? Uh, somebody in church invited me over. This is the first week I'm here, you know. They invited me over for dinner. So I went, me and the kids, to their home. And... Uh, uh, and she said, so what are you going to do? What is the plan? I said, I am with my parents, but I know there is a house here for me. I need to find. She said, oh, my gosh, come, let me show you. Look at that house right here. It is for sale, and it's only $500, you know, <laughs> and the rent for the month. And I said, what? She said, yes, this is a nice neighborhood. I live here. And... Uh, this other lady from church lives here, and this other man and his wife live right there, and we all here. You can come and live among us. And I said, okay. She said, stop on your way back and get the phone number and go look at it. So I did, and guess what? I end up in that house. Oh, my. Now, that is other angels, and this is what I want to say to people. So many of us have very difficult time in our life. We get into ambiguity. We have to make decisions. And we don't know which road is the best road, you know. Uh, We need to ask. If you ask, you see, in the Bible, it said, knock and it shall be open. The door is not going to open if you don't knock and ask, and you should receive answer. If you don't ask, you're not going to receive in the business world, they tell you, mm-hmm. 
if you don't ask, the answer is always no. That's so true. Yep. And, you know, um, a while back I had sent you some information about MetaFest because I wanted you to come and do your coffee cup readings or some of your other things. I mean, I know you've got a lot of things you work with energy. And I wanted you to come and and do that. And it's interesting because... We had Jennifer and I had a conversation last night just through text, and, and we decided that we're going to do um, early. We're going to have a, a Black Friday special. It's already online. Uh, we have early mm-hmm. bird pricing going on now, even though we're in the, the regular pricing schedule. So we've rolled back prices. And I think that was a message from my angels to say, that, you know, the put the prices back to where they were uh, just for a weekend. Right. And by by right. Monday, we go back to the regular price. And this will give right. people the opportunity to get in on the lower pricing and be able to join us. There are so many amazing things that happen in our lives. That, you know, if, you're, if, if your life is full of amazement, okay, let me, let me stop and think for a minute how to, how to phrase this where people can get it. If if you were born into a world of um, maybe not affluence, but uh, privilege, I guess I, I would say, uh, you know, you're born into America. You're, you're born right here in the United States of America. You don't know about other cultures until you're exposed to them. No. You don't right. know what it's like to live in a country where young girls are taken out of school at gunpoint at age 14 and married off to strangers who abuse them. Right. Now, there's all kinds right. of abuse. Right. You, you want yeah, endure probably not only physical abuse, but financial and, and psychological abuse, I'm sure. And, Mental, and then to have emotional, your, anything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Any abuse yes. is abuse. And we all we all have right. scars from different things. But if you if that's what you live, that's what you know. And there are many women who endure that and say, "This is the culture. This is the life I live. There's nothing I can do about it." And they endure, they endure, they endure. But then there are women like you that God sends. The, and I was talking to my son about this yesterday. We get Mm -hmm. discontent. We say, I can't do this anymore. I I refuse to live this life. I don't, I'm not happy here. I'm not, um, I don't feel safe and I I want out. And we get those impulses for a reason. Um, I don't know why there are some people that will endure it and not, not be unhappy necessarily. They may be in pain or they may be suffering, but they think this is all I know and who knows what else is out there. So I'll stay here. Um, well, you know, I think the a lot zone. of women, yes, yes, but I think the abuse itself with the culture that men are, no matter what you do, like and no matter what I did in my life, I was the wrong one, you know, yeah. because I'm a yeah. woman. And because... 
I wasn't a woman like the rest of the Middle Eastern women. I'm going to find myself out. And I found myself out of my first marriage, uh, but I didn't find myself out of the abuse. You see, this is the thing. You leave the marriage because it is so abusive or whatever relationship you are in that's very abusive. And you got out of it. You feel good you got out of it, but that doesn't mean you healed. You have to heal and learn to love yourself enough not to fall into the same situation again. And I did fall into the same situation again with somebody who's even more abusive, more abusive, more controlling, a a narcissist, uh, and many, 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 much deeper uh, uh, in a different way than the first one, you know? And I didn't learn that easy. It took me a long time, and I figured out, I guess that's man. This is how life is, and this is not the true, you know? Uh, life is no, not it like is that. Not. It there is are some me. wonderful, wonderful me. men out there. Yes. There, and and you learn. This is me. And see, I think... I have been in touch with angels all of my life. From the time oh, I'm I was... reading your book, it's amazing! <laughs> oh my and, gosh, let me tell you. And because I, I cried, I laughed, I smiled. Oh, yeah, I'm so happy. I am. That makes me very happy to know <clears throat> that it has made a difference. And yes, the, the, my point is, we. I have always been in touch with angels so it's not Mm -hmm. something new to me but for people who may have never heard an angel speak or seen a vision with angels in it when it happens it's like is this real and and i will tell you and it's in my book sometimes um we hear visions or we hear voices and we wonder is this in my imagination? You know? So yeah. yes. Yeah. We don't we, we don't we don't believe that we are worthy of, of these encounters. I and I had Right. I had right. been told I had been told once that I was just imagining, you know, it couldn't possibly be happening to me because who am I? No. You know, no, who who are no. you? To, to be seeing angels. You're, you're nobody. But when, when you learn to accept them and see them, it's like, and, and just like you said, there are angels here on earth. We, we learn to identify them. And, and we might just say, what a nice person. That was such a nice gesture. That was so sweet of you. But, and I'll give you one of my angel stories. It's in my book, and so you'll have to forgive me, Yola, if you've already heard it. I My house nearly burned. Um, it, the house did yeah. not catch fire. But the, we had a kerosene heater that um, was smoldering, and it was letting mm. – my ex wouldn't, wouldn't put heat in the house. Um, he just wanted us to be cold during the day and then have the heat on at night. Uh, and, and we could only put it on like 5 o'clock in the morning just to get dressed so he'd be comfortable. But see, he was under blankets. He said, that's all you need to sleep under. 
And so we had this heater, and it was my job to get up and turn the heater on in the morning. And once the house was warm, we'd get up and get dressed and get the boys off to school. Well, this particular morning, the house, uh, I mean, I, the heater filled the house with smoke. And I remember I went back to bed, and I remember hearing a voice call my name, Mary. And I just I was groggy because I was still half asleep, and the house was already filling up with smoke, and I didn't realize it. So I was being poisoned by the smoke. And um, when I heard Mary, I thought it was my ex-husband, and I said, what? And he was snoring, so I knew it wasn't him. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go back to sleep. I must have been dreaming. They go back to sleep, and I hear it again. Mary, wake up. And I look over, and I, I hear him snoring again. I'm like, what's wrong with this? Why, why am I waking up? I'm too sleepy. And then I, go, I close my eyes, and I see this arm come out of my ceiling, and it shook me. It just reached down. I thought, I don't know if this might not even be in my, my book. might be in my next book now that I'm thinking about it. But anyway, it reached down and it shook me. And it was a big, big, big hand on my shoulder. And it said, Mary, wake up or your family will die. So I woke oh. up and I looked around and I thought that we had lost electricity in the house. So I grabbed my flashlight. <clears throat> I could not see the flashlight in front of me. It might, the house was so filled with dark, dark smoke that I couldn't see anything so I screamed my ex woke up he ran and grabbed both of the boys they were probably seven and ten at the time and so Mm -hmm. I he grabbed both boys and put one under each arm we were actually in the process of building a house at the time and I can remember telling Mm -hmm. you know people say Mary why don't you move into your house and I'd say, oh, I'll move in when it's completely ready. Because you know how men are. If you move into a house yeah. that's not ready, they never finish it. So, it's never finished, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I said, I'll move in when it's ready or when God tells me to. So those were, those were the key words, when God tells me to. So my ex yeah. grabbed the boys, ran outside, and the house was like right across the I mean, it was just right there in the yard. So I, I, he did that. He got the kids, put them in the shower. I grabbed a bunch of laundry, and then I brought some food out of the – we were living in a trailer. So I grabbed that and went out to the house, and I started doing laundry, started cooking, made breakfast. We all went to work and school that day. And around wow. lunch – Around lunchtime, it hit me. What am I doing here? Why why am I here? I should be home putting my house in order. You know, my house is a a rotten mess now. Yes. So I was was talking to one of my coworkers, and I told her that, you know, saying, I told her what I just told you, and she said, oh, Mary. I said, yeah, I don't understand you know, God teaches us lessons all the time. But what kind of lesson is this? What is this all about? Why am, 
why am I going through this? And she said, Mary, you're not going through anything. You are, you've done it. She said, you're showing us how to be strong. You are the teacher. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. And so sometimes we're meant to learn a lesson. Sometimes we're meant to teach a lesson. But we're always meant to listen and watch for that lesson. Right. But you know what? When you're not awake, awake and conscious, your conscience level is still a very low level, you know? Yes. You're just living. You're just living. You're really not mm-hmm. thinking uh, at a deep level of what is happening in your life. And at one point when you start to work on yourself, when you start to learn what self-love is all about, when you start to honor yourself, help yourself, yes. um, uh, commit to yourself that when you are around, you are around, watch your ego and how you hurt other people and how you make amends and how you, you come out with love. This is, the more you, are, you become clearer and know yourself more, the more you are closer to God and you are in more connection to this universe if it is animals, trees, water, air, uh, clouds doesn't matter. You start to see things much at a deeper, deeper level. It is not the same no more. I'm not the same now like I was even ten years ago. You know? No, so I'm not the same really, as I was yesterday, honey. No, 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 no. It is a beautiful, and the more we work at ourselves, the more. We get deeper, your intuition, your third eye open up. You start to see things. It's always been there. Now I look back, I didn't know that woman in the sky was guardian, my guardian angel. I didn't know that man that, uh, uh, that uh, waited for me at the place of the, uh, the door of the duplex telling me go back. I didn't think of him, go to Florida. I didn't think of him as my guardian angel neither. I just thought, oh, God, answer me. But I didn't look at it deeply that he sent an angel to, to direct me, you know. Uh, and little by little, now, when I look back, that means so much to me now, you know. I know I've been guided, <laughs> you know, and at, at what level I've been guided at that exactly. time, but I didn't understand. I didn't understand, you know. I even had guardian angels when I was five years old. Three of them, three of them showed up to me. They were men. I think the men were more prominent in my life. I don't know. Uh, maybe because I was in a culture more prominent. I don't know. But uh, one of them kept coming back to me, and he said one time, he said, Yola, tell your mother to tell um, this lady who used to be a neighbor to us. She had two twin girls. One, they were two years older than me. They were like seven years old. I was five. Tell that woman to tell, uh, to watch her daughter. And I said that to my mother. I said, so, so happened. My mother was so mad. She really was 
she beated me up. She put me mm. with my head to the wall, not to 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 even a whole hour. I was standing up, and and then she put me to kneel on my knees for another hour because she was so oh. mad. I was the devil. I'm talking with the devil, and she really uh, was so upset. But guess what? Two weeks later, the girl died. <gasps> Oh. One of the girls was dead. Nobody know. Um, nobody know why. They couldn't. They never said why. But guess what? Now that I am so intuitive and so psychic, I asked. I asked. I said, I want to know why this girl died. What the? What the? Um, what the? Uh, um, the, the 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 angel or the guardian angel. Why did he want her to know that ahead of time? What was he doing? What what is it that uh, I want to know? Why she died? I asked and I went to sleep and I had this vision. The husband was alcoholic. He came and raped the girl at night. I saw it right in front of my eyes what happened. I couldn't tell why before, and nobody ever knew why. But guess what? Now that I am so psychic and so intuitive, I could see it right in front of my eyes what happened. I was like, wow, wow. If my mother would have just listened but I, even if my mother just listened and told the lady, if the lady doesn't know or have no clue what is going to happen, I don't think she would have even been able to save her, you know? So I am not even mad at the mother because I, probably she was in a bad situation herself, you know, just surviving. So, you know, we all go through things in life, and it's like I was picked to be the guardian angel of that girl yes, to tell, I to save her. But, oh. nobody, but nobody listened, and I got beaten up and tortured for the day, you know. And I, when he came to me again, I said, I don't want to know. I don't want to know, please. My mother will beat me up. And I went for years. I am studying quantum physics. This is how the coffee cup reading came about. Anyway, I'll let you talk, and then if you want me to talk about the coffee cup no, reading, no, how it came fine. about, I that's, will share it. That's absolutely fine. You, um, you no, want me to continue? I agree. It's, it's like um, I, I used to have visions when I'd go to sleep at night, and they were always very similar to what you're talking about. I would see these horrible things happening to people, and I didn't know why. I, you know, I was like, why am I seeing this? Why, why, why are you making me see all these, these terrible things that are happening? And it was almost always children or vulnerable women. So... Um, anyway, I, um, remember praying and I said, God, why must I see these things if I'm not able to do anything about it? I don't know who these are. I can't call the authorities and ask 
for help or anything. So please take them away. And he said, well, I can take them away, and you won't see the visions anymore. But I'm still, I'm not, I can't, you know, he said, we all have things that we have to go through. Everybody's learning a lesson. And even if they're victims, they have to learn from their, you know, their victimhood to move out of that. He said, but you are, when they see you, they see an angel. They don't know that it's you. They look at you, they see an angel, and you give them strength and courage. And I said, well, in that case, I will continue to do this. He said, no, I'll, I'll take the visions from you so that you don't have to see it because I know that it hurts you, and I don't right. want you to be hurt. So we can ask. We can always ask when we see things that are unpleasant or uncomfortable. We can ask for help to, to make it less so. But we, we still have to be there to help others. Right, right, right. It is amazing, though, how, how uh, uh, it is amazing how things just unfold. And you learn, and you <clears throat> learn why. You know, I mean, it come. I remember I was a little girl, and I was 10 years old, and I asked my mother, I said, how babies come about? How do they come, you know? And uh, and she said, if you look at a boy and you like him, you will get pregnant. I was oh so scared. I was so scared. I was in a volleyball team. I was the one that have the, the tough hand, and 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 they wouldn't go to play in any other area without me. And I left and went to stay with my grandmother and my grandfather. And they lived in an area they surrounded with uh, grape vineyards uh, and and, uh, olive vineyards. There are hardly any houses close to them, you know. And I was so scared that I like this boy that I am going to get pregnant. (laughs) So um, uh, uh, when I was there, I stayed the whole summer my grandmother one time opened up. My my grandfather left to get some meat or something from grocery, and uh, uh, and uh, me and her left alone. And um, she was telling me about her when she was a little girl. She was eight years old. There were four kids. She was eight, and then her sister and two younger boys. And her dad went to first World War One, right? And he never came back. I guess he died in, in the war. And the mother, they didn't have money. And she will uh, pick rocks and, and grass and weed from the field and just put it and boil and boil. And she said, we used to be so hungry. And my mother will boil the rocks and the, uh, and the grass and the weeds. And, 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 and there's there, minerals that she in was showing. <clears throat> what? Yeah, there's, there's nutrition there is minerals. in those rocks. Right, right, to give the kids. So, and I said, so what happened to your mom? And she said, one day, I was eight years old, and she fell right here in the middle of the uh, veranda. Um, what is veranda in English? A big uh, uh, front. Uh, we call it veranda, but some people call it a porch. It depends on what part of the country you're porch, from. A big porch, yes, uh-huh. veranda, a porch. 
And she said, she fell right here, and I went and got the micro, micro, remember that red liquid that we used to put on, on cuts and, and whatever. My my curriculum, my right? Whatever I can say. It's it a in hard English. word to say in English. I know. <laughs> and and so she said, I put it on her. I put it on her eyes because she won't open them. On her heart, on her hand. Oh. I put the whole bottle on her and and waited for her to wake up, and she never did. And we all sat around and we cried and we cried. I said, wow, so what happened? She said she died. I said, well, how did you guys do? You were so little. And she said, I went and I went to work in uh, Mr. There was one man in the village that was rich. So he took her to work in his home. And uh, she was eight years old, so they have to survive, right? He he took yeah. her to work in his home so she can take care of the brothers and sisters. I said, yeah, and what did you do? She stopped. My grandmother stopped. Tears came down. And she said, oh, it is time for lunch. Let's go make something to eat. <gasps> oh, no. And she stopped. When I was writing my book, it is so important to write these stories, I asked, I said, why? I always wondered why my grandmother stopped. Why didn't she tell me the rest? She didn't want to talk about it. You know what, uh, Mary? It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. You know, I just noticed Mary and my guardian angel, Mary, you both have the same name. So, you know, I realized, I asked for a vision. I want to know what happened to my grandmother. Yes, he did abuse her sexually. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, and I <clears throat> oh, was so, I saw it in my eyes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. You know, that's why she cried and this is why she stopped, you know. And then when the little boys grew to be 10 years old, they came, they left Lebanon and came to Brazil and they were working and sending money to their sisters so they can survive and, you know, till they got married and whatever. But uh, what a story, what a story, you know. But then for my grandmother, who never talked about all this, to talk to me about it from all her grandkids, you know, why me? Why the angel came to me to tell that woman to take care of her daughter, to, 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 to watch for her, you know? And, and, and then I realized, you know, now that I came so far and went through hard life, I broke many paradigms and I, I, I changed and became very, um, um, I, I, I want to say, it's more, more spiritual or more connected to, 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 to the world, to, to God, to this divine earth, you know, whatever you, you want to call it. And for me to be able to make a difference in somebody's life, God was preparing me to be an angel in his hands, to work, to help other people come to their truth, you know. Yes, and, and, and we we're, all are. We all we all have that ability. Yes, we can yes, all. We all are. 
Yes. It it, it blows you know, my Mary, mind. It does. I wanna. I it's the Christmas. We come into Christmas. It was Thanksgiving, and I don't know how much time we have, but I wanna share a story that is special for Christmas. You know. Okay. Um, that happened with me. It was angels, not just one. Many angels at one time, you know, worked for my own, uh, for me and my kids at that time. I just got divorced. This is 21 years ago. Just got divorced, going through divorce. So many bad things happened with that divorce. Uh, he took all my, the money from the bank, left me with nothing, four kids, went back to Lebanon. And uh, um, anyway, uh, it was a, a hard time. And I, I was able to save $150 to buy gifts for the kids. Uh, I have four kids, so I, I need to buy three gifts, and each one cannot be more than $10. And, you know, so you're buying the cheapest stuff just to put the gifts under the tree. Yeah. And so I went to Kmart at that time, and uh, I spent hours and hours, and I, I will calculate, and I'll put things back and get to something cheaper so I don't spend more than $150. I couldn't at that time, you know? Yeah. So I walked because I was, my head was so stressed out, you know? My, well, let me make the story. Everybody go through divorce. They don't go through this, but the divorce happened because my ex molested my daughter. I kicked him oh. out, reported him, and they were so busy watching me instead of him, and he left the United States and didn't do nothing to him. And they, they, six months later, they decided they, they need to catch him. But he's gone already. This is how the, the system works. They are terrible, you know. So anyway, I was so stressed out with, with all this destruction again in my life. Why? Why all this keep happening to me? I left the whole uh, gifts in the cart. And I was parked, the first parking spot in front of the door. And I left the gifts right there. And I came home. I didn't even know how I got in the car. I picked my purse. I didn't even know I had my purse. I came to the house in a hurry because one lady, I was changing the house, getting his name off. And uh, the judge granted that when he knew what was going on. He granted that the house go under my name. Uh, so uh, um, I came home because a lady, I'm, I'm renewing, I'm like refinancing, and the lady was here to to check the, uh, to, to do, um, what is it, uh, uh, check the house to make sure certain things are fine, you know? Uh, they have a name for it. I can't think of it now. And in the middle of that, I slammed my hands on the table. I started to cry. I was weeping. I said, I lost all my gifts. And I don't have them. I ran to the car. I didn't have the gifts. I ran. I found the purse on, on, the, on the seat. I left it there. And I, I said to her, I am sorry, I have to run and see if somebody, before somebody take my, my gifts. 
And I was I was crying so hard. I said, I don't have money to buy more gifts. Oh. I went wow. there. I drove back so crazy. She signed up the uh, the um, the form, and she said, Yola, Merry Christmas. This is a gift from me. It was $85 at that time. Oh, God. And, I, and she said, she said, this is a gift from me, Yola, Merry Christmas. You don't have to pay me. Uh, and I looked at her. I said, no, no, I am sorry. You don't have to do that. She said, no, I want to do that. Go and find your gifts. And so I went back. I ran back to, to Kmart. It was only like maybe three miles, four miles away from me. Ran back over there. Oh, my gosh, the cart was sitting right there. The parking lot was so full. Everybody, that place, you know how it is at the Christmas. It's like yes. it's, it's like a beehive, you know. <clears throat> I walked in there, and the gifts were still in the cart. I cried and cried. I felt like an angel guarded my gifts. An angel Absolutely. knew what I Absolutely. was going through. I picked the gifts, came home, and all the time I'm coming home, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just don't know how to say nothing, but thank you. I get to the house, and the lady called me. What happened? I said, I found them. They were still sitting in one place. She said, Yola, I know $150 not going to buy what your kids really want. Can you tell me what each one of them want? And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, they want things, but they are expensive. How I can tell that lady what they want? I mean, at least $50 to, to $100 uh, at that in those 20 years ago. This is what they wanted. That's a lot of money then, you know. So uh, and uh, I, I realized something the first time in my life I heard somebody say, if you don't receive, you don't know the blessing of giving. Exactly. And the first, time, the first time in my life at that moment, I said, I'm going to receive. So I said, this one want this, this one want that, this one want that, this one want that. She said, okay, Yola, thank you. So uh, a few days later, Christmas was here. The lady called me. She said, Yola, I want you to come to my home by yourself, empty your car, and and it wasn't me. I, we went out, me and my husband, with seven other couples, and we were talking, and we all got together, and everybody want to help and bought the gifts your kids want. But it just come alone, and the car empty. I went to her house. I walked into the family room. Oh, my gosh, so many gifts in there. I thought, wow, those people must have lots of uh, grandkids, you know. And yeah. she said, your car is empty? I said, yes. And she said, she called her husband, let's go. And the husband and the son came, and they started to take the gifts to the car. I'm standing in there shocked. Each kid got what they want, what they wanted, and 10 extra gifts. Oh. My car was packed, she said, uh, and I had to go at night after I put the kids to bed. I came home. I was, I was crying. I was like, I couldn't believe until you, at the same time, somebody played this, the 
10 days of Christmas. Every day they will knock at the door the first day of Christmas. My elves gave to me a pair from a portrait tree, so we have yeah, a basket yeah. of pears. And the second day no of way. Christmas, my, uh, elves came, my, came, or my angels came to me, or elves, I don't know how the song goes. Every day, we didn't pick on it in the beginning. Finally, we realized, oh my gosh, this is the song, you know? And they will leave like a scroll with this song for that day. Uh, at the at the uh, at the front door, and for ten days, let me tell you, that is amazing. That was the most beautiful Christmas we have ever had. My kids didn't know, and they all said, "It's okay, mommy. It is okay. We are together." They were happy that we are together, and they all safe. They didn't care what they got for Christmas. But at night, after they all went to bed and I got the gift, I put them all around the fireplace, under the tree. The house was too full. It was too many gifts. I had to place them all around the house <laughs> in the living room, you know. And we had the best Christmas ever, ever. There was an angel, an angel, that woman that came and did the inspection. It was supposed to be an inspection. Now I remember the word for uh-huh. it. She was my angel, and it is not only her. Everybody that shared and put money together were, and not only the kids and me, we got gifts. Even my dogs, I had two dogs, and one of them was a, a, a vet, and they gave my dogs treatments for free, you know? Oh, <laughs> my, my gosh. It was the biggest blessings we ever got. And, and a part of that, I said, God is watching over me. I'm not alone because I did feel alone. I made those uh, angels from uh, spaghetti, not spaghetti, the, the, uh, al- the macaroni. The macaroni, yes, and I painted it, and me and the kids, and we spent hours and days and days doing it to give my family, because I have nobody, and I have no money to give, to buy gifts for them, and they are big on gifts, their ego, it's all about the ego with them, and um, I remember my mother opened the gift, her first gift, Uh, she opened it, she looked, she said, what is that? I said, this is an angel, just put it on. She took it and broke it and threw it in the garbage. I was so hurt. I was so hurt. I was so hurt. And everybody else got an angel, and they didn't even open the gift. I was so, (laughs) I was so hurt. But, but. I came home and my kids were so upset. You know, Mom, we worked so hard on these. We don't even have money to buy anything. And this is what they did. And they were hurt. But I said to them, look what God did for us. God sent us not one angel. God sent us money. We gave angels to them that they broke and threw in the garbage. But God gave us so many angels that are protecting us. We're not alone, you know. It's a beautiful. I love this story, and I tell it all the time around Christmas time. <laughs> and when oh, I, I don't you blame you. That's for, a beautiful, beautiful for story. For letting me share it. I want to thank you. This is the right oh. time to get on the show. 
you know, gratitude, always remember gratitude for the little things that come your way, the little thoughts other people think of you or give you or, or stand in your way. Be thankful to them because God is always there for you, no matter what. I I 100% agree with you. And this is um, a very special time. And if you don't believe in angels, let me tell you, there are scientific studies that have been done that prove during the Christmas season, people change the, the way they react. In fact, during, I believe it was World War One, might have been, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was World War One. On Christmas Eve, the soldiers in the field said, we don't care what happens in, you know, our governments. We're not going to fight on both sides. They, they held a, an, an informal truce and stopped the fighting for Christmas. They Yes, and the people, uh, I mean, scientists have studied there's uh, more love and generosity, more giving and kindness. This is is why uh, Giving Tuesday always comes the day after Thanksgiving, because the day after Thanksgiving, people, a portal opens, and If you're metaphysical, you know what that means. If you're scientific, you can think it's it's called a vortex. There is a uh, a thin line between the physical world and the spiritual world. And we are able during this next 30 days, and if you, you know, check your astrological charts, check your... Uh, astronomical charts, you'll find out that there is something happening in the heavens. Yes. And it always so happens true. around. That's so true. It happens around this time. And we just recently right. had a new portal open on 11. Right. 11 you do. You know about it. Yes. 11, 11, yes. And, yes. and you know, um, that started a brand new world, basically. And this is the That's time so if people want to see change in the world, this is the time to wake up. This is the time to reach out, talk to your angels, talk to God, talk. You, know, you might think you're talking to yourself, and that's okay. But you talk. And get this information out, and know right, that right. know that you not only are loved, but you are love, and you're you're supposed to right. share that love and you know be available, listen, and be learn. available, right? That's, and you that's know, the we key. Know, Yes, yes, because the years after came, and guess what? I was able to do the 10, is it the 10 days of Christmas? Is it 10 or 11, the 11 days? 12 12 days days. of Christmas. The 12 days. 
I was able to do the 12 days of Christmas with my kids every year after that. Uh, we oh. would pick three family, and usually they are patients of mine that share with me how they're going through cancer or through whatever, something really uh-huh. horrible they're going through. And I, me and the kids will do that, and I'll stop on the side, and they will go put the gift at the door, knock on the door and run, get in the car and leave. Well, the patients don't know what I drive, you know. They don't know my yeah. kids. And it is dark, and I'll go at different time. We were able to make so many people so happy. And one time, one Christmas, it was exactly the Christmas after, one patient came to me. She said, Yola, I have to clean my teeth, and I have to, I'm going straight to the airport. I said, what's going on? She said, my granddaughter, seven years old, got hit by a truck, Flew up in the air, fell on the ground. Her her head, um, her her uh, skull broke, and she's in the hospital. And she said we had to explain to the boys that this year they cannot have gifts. We have to sh- keep the money to pay the bills till their sister get better. And I said, what do they want? And she said. They want games. This one wants this game, and this one wants this game. I said, how much is the game? And in those days, it was like 15 or $18. I reached to my purse. Guess what? I had only $40. I wasn't even oh. on my feet yet. You know, I haven't stepped on totally on my feet yet, but I had $40 in my purse. I took it out, put it in her hand, I said, buy them what they want for Christmas from me. So I played that angel that played in my life the year before Mm -hmm. and got my kids what they wanted and more. I was able to do the same thing to somebody else and have those kids, uh, uh, you know, have have the Christmas. They just want one game, you know. Yeah. And and the, the year after, the year after, I was at work and I got this big bouquet of beautiful, beautiful flowers, beautiful flowers. And the name of the kids were in there saying thank you for uh, gifting us those two games. And, of course, the patient name underneath so I know who they were, you know. So, you see, it is not only what people give us. They make us better people to give, you know. This is the angel word. We watch over each other. But if I'm not open to receive, how would I experience what those people did in my life and my kids' Exactly. You wouldn't have understood how powerful that is. I wouldn't have. No, no, no. I wouldn't have. No. This is really beautiful. You know, Mary, I'm so thankful that you're doing this show on a Friday. This is really wonderful. I'm sure so many (laughs) other people have so much to share, you know, so much to share. I I hope so, and I want to invite invite everybody. Now, we've gone way over our our typical time limit. And and before, (laughs) before too long, Blog Talk Radio will shut us off. We can only go a little while yes. longer. But while I've got yes. a second, I want to say if anybody has stories like this they'd like to share or if they want to discuss whether they believe angels exist, I am here. 
I would love to talk with you about whether or not angels exist and how I know they do. So I would encourage yeah. you to email me at author Mary Brotherton at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, if you're looking for a Christmas gift uh, this year, either a pissed off saint or go with angels would be great. Or get a coffee cup reading gift card from Yola. And yes. if you want to buy, if you want to buy, go with angels, just visit paypal.me forward slash go with angels. The book's only $15 and that includes shipping anywhere in the United States. If you want to, uh, if you want to know more about Yola, by all means, uh, would you rather them visit you on Facebook or your website? Uh, on yeah, um, on Facebook, uh, I am under well either one. Uh, my website is yolasenergies.com, and Facebook I do a lot on my personal open page <laughs> Yola Manaya. And I have the coffee cup reading page, Yola Psychic Coffee Cup Reading. And uh, I do a lot of name is spelled M A N A Y A, if you didn't catch that. So I've got I'm to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, I am definitely going to have you back on the show again. Um, I have to look at my calendar and I will reach out to you and let you know. And Thank we'll you. you and I will be at the I, fair too for people who want to have readings over there. Yes. Oh, let me let me uh, make a mention of that. We're having a Black Friday sale. So now is the time for any vendor who's been thinking about MetaFest. And if you missed our early bird pricing, because that only was a short time, and now we're in regular pricing until December 1. After that, the prices go up again. So right now is the best time to purchase a booth at MetaFest in Merritt Square for January 14th. We are back at our early bird pricing from now until Monday. So Beautiful. Um, yeah, now is the time. Reach out and get those applications filled out, get the money in, and we will get you, uh, get everybody hooked up. And sh- it's if you don't know what it is, just go to Facebook, look up MetaFest, M-E-T-A-F-E-S-T. It's so much more than metaphysical. It's a festival that celebrates everything and everybody, and especially the people that come, not as vendors, but just to come and have a good day, have a day out. Yola. Thank you so much. I'm going to have to go because I hear my cat howling at me. And um, this has been a pleasure. I can't, I can't wait to talk with you again. This has been delightful. Talk soon. Oh, thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. You have a great, great rest of week and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, yes, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Go With Angels Bye-bye. with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to mary at beunique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E.
K-E-dot-org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.